Today is Wednesday, December 6th, and this is the Cato Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Anastasia Glova. The Iraq Study Group's recommendations released today will shed some light on the changes we can expect in Iraq's strategy in coming months. Vice President for Foreign Policy and Defense Studies Ted Galen Carpenter is here to discuss that report. In a recent interview with Tim Russert, NSA advisor Stephen Hadley stated, The president said we need to make changes. Some of those changes are going to be significant changes. So what changes can we expect in response to the report? In terms of substance, I think there is only likely to be one change, and that is if the president agrees with the report that the United States needs to engage with both Syria and Iran to try to dampen the violence in Iraq and to achieve some kind of lasting political settlement. It's not clear yet that the president's willing to endorse that recommendation, but that certainly would be a significant change in policy. Other than that, we're likely to see changes on the margins, a little more pressure on the Iraqi leadership, perhaps some indication that we will withdraw military units from Iraq beginning in 2007. But I don't expect any dramatic changes in strategy. Where we may see changes will be in terms of tactics, in terms of methods of trying to implement the administration's policy in Iraq. Now, the president has been very clear that he would not support a policy that would require us to cut and run. We can't expect a timeline, can we? We're very unlikely to see any kind of timeline, and therein lies the problem, because the Baker Commission is outlining a strategy for withdrawal, but without any specific schedule. Without a specific schedule, withdrawal becomes nothing but a pipe dream, a goal that can be attained if conditions permit. But that's what we have been doing since May of 2003. The administration's original intent was to have U.S. troop levels down to about 50,000 by the end of 2003, conditions permitting. Conditions did not permit. And indeed, the security environment has continued to deteriorate in Iraq. There's no indication that that is going to turn around. In fact, we can anticipate, given the trend line, that conditions may even get worse in 2007. If that is the case then the goal of withdrawal, the goal of a phased departure of U.S. combat forces will be put off and put off and put off. Haven't there been early reports that the study group would recommend withdrawing all combat units by early 2008? Yes, that certainly will be the goal of the Baker Commission. But again, that is contingent upon an improved security environment. There is no evidence whatsoever that the environment is going to get better. It has gotten steadily worse since the spring of 2003, and especially the sectarian violence. The violence between Sunnis and Shiites has come to dominate the extent of disorder in the country. The component consisting of Sunni-led insurgents attacking U.S. forces, that is still significant, but it is no longer the dominant component of the disorderly security environment in Iraq. The sectarian violence is now the dominant component. It looks as if we lose if we stay and we lose if we withdraw. Is there a silver lining in any of these options? We're going to lose a lot more if we stay. We have already spent $350 billion on this venture. 
with the meter running at the rate of about $8 billion a month. We have already lost almost 2,900 American troops killed, plus another 21, 22,000 wounded, many of whom have been maimed. That is an enormous cost. And again, there is no end in sight. It's not as though we can say, well, this is a terrible cost, but it will all be over by the end of 2007 or 2008 or 2009. This could go on indefinitely. What would happen to the region if the hostilities in Iraq escalated into a full-scale civil war and there were no U.S. presence to stabilize the region? What the United States needs to do as much as possible is to engage not only with Iran and Syria, but also other important actors in the region, particularly Turkey and Saudi Arabia, to try to make sure that the violence in Iraq does not spill outside that country and become a regional Sunni-Shia war. That is the great danger. That is the danger the United States created when it went in and destabilized Iraq. That danger is very, very real. And I think we can do what we can to try to prevent that, but it may be beyond our capability to prevent it unless we are willing to increase our force levels in Iraq substantially, not the 20,000 to 50,000 that some hawks have talked about, but it would require an increase of maybe two to 300,000 troops staying year after year after year in Iraq, taking casualties at an enormous financial cost. Withdrawing from Iraq is going to be unpleasant. This is not going to be a panacea. America's credibility in the world is going to take a hit. The violence in Iraq could grow worse. It could even spill outside the country. But staying in Iraq is an even worse deal for the United States. If you enjoyed this program, consider subscribing to Cato Audio, a dynamic 60-minute monthly recording that brings you inside the Cato Institute for highlights from exceptional, one-of-a-kind lectures and events on key issues of the day presented by nationally known scholars, authors, and political leaders. Cato Audio is available on our website as well as on iTunes and audible.com.